my unfaithfulness. Them, them pictures don't do any justice to what the Lord Jesus Christ took for me. And he'd have done it just for me. And he'd have done it just for you. When he was... Calvary was not plan B. Calvary was plan A from the foundations when he spoke everything into existence in Genesis. Calvary was always the plan. And I think a lot of times you and I the song says, I cannot boast in anything, but I will boast in Jesus Christ. I've accomplished nothing in my life until I went to Calvary. That was the plan from the beginning that you and I get to Calvary. Amen. Take our Bibles this morning and turn with me to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. Sweet Spirit. Sweet Spirit this morning. Amen. What a joy it is to be in the Lord's house. Amen. I'm glad you're here as well. Luke chapter 23 and verse 33. The first of that verse reads like this. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him. Let's pray. Our Father, Lord, we humbly bow this morning, realizing, God, that we're not worthy to even be called a child of God. To be in the house of God or to preach the word of God or even be in thy presence. We're not worthy of it. But Lord, you went to Calvary that we might be set free from the bondage of sin and Lord, for far too long, the people of God, Lord, I feel in my heart, Lord, have been chained down, bound down to discouragement and just the things of this world. But Lord, we ask you this morning, just for the next little bit, that you would help us to turn aside from those things that in our flesh and in in this world and the devil, I pray God you'd bind the devil, bind any hindrance. Lord, just help us to see Christ this morning, high and lifted up. 
Lord, receive maximum glory. Lord, I could, we could leave now saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord already. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd clothe me in my calling, help me this morning to preach what saith the Lord and what you've laid upon my heart. And Lord, we'll, we'll thank you and we'll praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In Luke chapter 23 and verse 33, it's the only place in your King James Bible you'll find the word Calvary. It's nowhere else in the Bible but right there. That's the only place you see the word Calvary. The word Calvary comes from the Hebrew word which is Galgotha, which means place of the skull. If you look at that picture, if you can see it, it, I asked Lily this morning, I said, what do you see in that picture? She said, I don't want to be wrong. I said, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> she said, I see the crosses. and She said, let me look at it for a little bit. And she said, I see a face. And if you look at it clearly, you'll see eyes and the nose, and it looks like a skull. And you say, well, that's just a, a, a drawing. If you pull up actual pictures of Calvary, it looks just like a skull. They named it right back in, back then. It is defined as a graveyard or a burial place is what it's defined as. Calvary is a, a picture representing the scene of the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a place of extreme suffering, if you will. Oh, but friend of mine, I'm here to report to you this morning that this place called Calvary, the place of suffering, something uh, where it was provided, there were some things that were provided here at Calvary for you and I. And I say praise the Lord for it this morning. You see, Calvary this morning is, is one-third of the gospel. It's one-third of the good news. Even though it is a place of suffering and a place of extreme suffering that, that the Lord faced for us, there's some good news in, in Calvary. Before Jesus could be buried in that barred tomb and but before He could rise from the dead on that third and glorious day, He first had to go to Calvary. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says, Without the shedding of blood is no remission. Christ had to go to Calvary for you and I. He had to shed his blood for you and I to be forgiven. Without the shedding of his blood on Calvary, there'd be no forgiveness. Amen. I want to preach just for a few minutes on this thought this morning. Some things Calvary provided for us. Some things Calvary provided for us. Number one, it provided a propitiation. It provided a propitiation. That word propitiation means the act of appeasing wrath and pacifying the favor of of an offended person. Whether you realize it or not, this morning you and I were an offensive person to God. We were anybody from Adam and Eve on through the, the, the portals of time. 
have been an offensive person to God. We were born sinners. Amen. This morning I stand here a sinner. But I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. Because of what He done on Calvary for me. That word propitiation means it is an atoning sacrifice offered to God to satisfy His wrath and to render Him favorable to sinners. <laughs> Amen. Christ this morning is the propitiation for the sins of men. And I say hallelujah to that. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2 says, And He is, and He is, and He is the propitiation for our sins. And not of our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world is what the Bible says. So when a lot of times I, 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 I'm even guilty of this and I'm ashamed of it, but there's times in my Christian life that I've felt like that I was at a place in my Christian life that, that well, I, I, I've got to a place that where God wants me at. And then there's others that, that were not necessarily in that place that I was at in my Christian life. And I thought, well... I've done something right. I've done something good. I haven't done anything good. I haven't done anything right. It says that He is the propitiation. And but He didn't just do it for me, and He didn't just do it for you. That verse says He died. He done it for the sins of the whole world. And it's easy for you and I a lot of times to look down our pharisaical nose at those that don't have it all together. Amen, amen, and amen. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If, you, if you're in here this morning, you're part of that. It says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it says being justified freely by His grace through the, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I am what I am by the grace of God. You are what you are by the grace of God. Verse 25 says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through the faith in His blood. It come through His blood on the cross of Calvary. He was a propitiation for us. He, he provided that for you and He provided it for me and He provided it for the whole world on Calvary. Amen. The blood that was shed on Calvary was for you and for me. It says to declare His righteousness for the remission of sin that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of Him which believeth in Jesus. So to say that you and I have done anything, we, we're fooling ourselves. We're justified through His propitiation through Calvary. Amen. 
Calvary provided a solution. The problem was sin. He prov provided the solution. God said that he, he, Jesus said, I'll become the solution for them. Calvary provided a propitiation for you and I. Number two, it provided us a purge. It provided us a purge. To, to purge simply means to rid someone of an unwanted quality or condition. It is to atone or to, I like this part, wipe out or to cleanse. Amen. Let me put it to you like this. If you've been to Calvary, you won't be sin, sinless, but you will sin less. Because that purge that it provided, if you put your trust and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work that He provided on Calvary, you will sin less. Because there's a purge that went on in you. Amen. Because, think about this, Calvary will erase, Calvary will eliminate, or Calvary will simply exterminate sin in your life. Praise God. I ain't what I want to be this morning, but I ain't what I used to be because of Calvary. Amen. I should have not got up till 2 o'clock today because I'd been out all night last night. I, that's, what, that's what my life was. But because of Calvary, Christ's blood purged me from that and I don't do that anymore. Because of Calvary, I don't live the same life that I used to live. I don't go the same places I used to go. I don't hang out with the same people that I used to hang out with. Because it purged me through His blood. Amen. Hebrews 1 says, chapter 3, verse 3 says, Who being the brightness of His glory, and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the power of uh, the word of his power, when he had by himself, get that, by himself purged our sins. It was through Christ and Christ alone, plus nothing, minus nothing, that I was purged by himself our sins. And he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. First <laughs> mm. John 1 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, here it is, cleanseth us from all sin. If the Christian will get a hold of that verse, I've been cleansed. I've been purged through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing that I've done, I can't claim anything, you can't claim anything, but it's by His blood, 
He purged us, but through Calvary. Amen. Calvary provided us a propitiation. It provided us a purge. Number three, He provided the payment. He provided the payment. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, For you are bought with a price. For the wages, a price, of sin is death. But you and I have been bought with a price. Amen. A payment has been paid for you and I. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let that sink in. If I've been bought with a price, if I go to the store and I purchase something, it's mine. It belongs to me. And when Christ went to Calvary and laid down his life and shed his blood and said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come, all you sinners. I provided a payment. And when I went there and accepted what he'd done for me on Calvary, I've been bought with a price. He made the payment. And he says, now that I've paid for you and I've bought you, you are no longer your own. You belong to me. That verse in 1 Corinthians 6.20, he says, therefore now, your body and your spirit are God's. So what I do... My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So what I, the way I act in my body, it belongs to Him. The, the way I dress, the way I talk, the way I carry myself, my character, the way I present myself in public, the way I present myself here, it belongs to God. Amen. And my spirit belongs to God. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Simply put this morning, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. But He washed it white as snow on Calvary. 1 Peter 2.24 Whom his own self. If you notice in every one of these verses, I didn't even really notice it till this morning, just now. All these verses. Who his own self. Everything points to him. It all points to him. He bore our sin in his own body, own. The tree is pointing to Calvary. And being dead to sins, 
should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. I wish somebody would get thankful this morning. Amen. He paid the price. I don't have to pay it. He paid it. He provided the propitiation for you and I. He purged me of my sin. Amen. Now, when God looks at me and God looks at you that are saved, all He sees is the payment that His Son paid on Calvary. He sees the blood. He don't see my dirty rottenness. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for the tree. Thank God for Calvary. You may be here this morning and say, well, preacher, I don't know if my sins have been forgiven or not. Bless the Lord. You can be. You can know. I got some good news. <laughs> Amen. Number four, this at Calvary, He provided a promise to you. At Calvary, Christ provided a promise. Listen to what Jesus said in John 6.37. All that the Father hath given me shall come to me. He's saying what, what God's given me, it's all coming to me. And him that cometh to me, I'm about to get under the, the spout where the glory runs out. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. <laughs> He's saying here, friend, I promise you, He said, if you'll come to me, if you'll come to Jesus, He's saying, no matter how jacked up your life is, no matter how, how deep in sin you are, no, no matter where you've been or what you've done, no matter what kind of sin you've committed, no matter if you were a drunk or a dope head or if you were just a, a church member that ain't never been born again or whatever you may are, whatever you are, he's saying, just come to me. I won't cast you out because of what you are or who you are. I think today people think they ought to get, they have to be cleaned up. They got to get changed up before they come into the house of God. That ain't the way it works. He said, you come to me just like you are and I won't cast you out. Hey, it's like fishing. You catch them and let him clean them. Amen. He said, I promise you, I'll not cast you out because of what you've done. Amen. He said, I promise. He'll take you just as you are. When I got saved on October 31st, 2001, I hadn't quit drinking that night. I was still a drinker. I was still a cusser. I was still a fighter. I was still a fornicator. I was still all those things. But at 11.30 that night, when I bowed on that floor and I said, Lord, I need you. I'm a sinner. And you say, is that all you said? Pretty much. What the thief on this side say? He said, Lord, remember me. That's all he said. And Jesus said, that 
shalt be with me in paradise this day. Glory to God. You say is salvation that easy? Amen. Yes. <laughs> it's that easy. John 3, verse 15. That whosoever, 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 that is that squashed the Calvinist bunch right there. This predestination, there's a select few gonna get to go to heaven, and there's one those destined for hell. Wrong. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent his Son into the world to, to condemn not, not the world. But that the world through him, through Calvary, through Calvary, might be saved. That's why he went to Calvary. So you and I could be saved. So you and I, so the whosoever could be born again and have eternal life. It's a promise. He promised it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart. Let, let, don't miss that. It's, it's with the heart. Shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me just say, if you're born again, saved by the grace of God, you won't have one blessed fired problem saying, I'm saved. I'm born again. Hallelujah. You won't have a problem telling people that you're saved. It says, with the mouth, confession is made. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, here's that whosoever again, believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. That's to say it, but there ain't no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. For the same Lord over all is rich unto uh, all that call upon Him. I like there's that all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you ever called on the Lord? I'm not talking about because you were in a bind and you just needed out of your bind. I'm talking about in a repentant heart saying, God, I'm a sinner. Lord, I, 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 I realize that you went to Calvary and died for my sin. I realize, Lord, that you were buried. And I realize, Lord, that you rose on that third glorious day. And Lord, now, if you'll take me just as I am, I need you. That's what salvation is. Once you've been to Calvary for salvation, you'll never have to go back there for that again. Amen. Once I knelt at Calvary, October 31st, I've sinned 10 hundred million times, if that's even a number. 
since then. I've never had to get saved again. Amen. I've had to go back for forgiveness. I've had to go back because I have sinned, but not to get saved again. Amen, amen, and amen. Number five. Calvary provided us with preservation. Whoop! That word preservation means to keep possession of. To preserve. It means to protect or maintain. Anybody ever canned anything in here? You preserve it and put it up to keep it so it don't run. That's what Christ provided on Calvary. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 4.18, And the Lord shall deliver uh, me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. That means heaven, amen. <laughs> to whom glory forever and ever. Don't miss that. He says into glory forever and ever. He said, I'm, I'm going to preserve you. If you'll come to Calvary, if you'll get born again, if you'll accept the finished work of Christ, I promise I'll preserve you. Amen. <laughs> Paul is echoing what he said here in Romans chapter 8, verse 38. He said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, that means right now, nor things to come, things tomorrow, the day after that, day after that, the day after that, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. He saying, glory to God through the blood shed on Calvary's tree. He's saying there's nothing that can remove you from the love of God. All those 1,000 million times that I've sinned, God's love for me has not changed. It ain't changed. He loves me the same. Can I break fellowship with Him? Absolutely. But His love hasn't changed. He said nothing. I, he said, I'll preserve that. There's, there's nothing that you and I can do humanly possible to keep that. He keeps it for us. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, He said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Do you hear Jesus' voice? Do you hear the Holy Spirit directing your life? And you say, Well, preacher, you, you, you're crazy. And I'm not talking about hearing voices and, and audible voices. I'm talking about the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit. When you do wrong, when you sin, when, when you do things contrary to this Word of God, do you hear the Holy Spirit? If you don't, that's a for sure sign you're not saved this morning. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. 
And I give unto them eternal life. There's that preservation again. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man shall be able to pluck them out of the Father's hand. I and my Father are one. When a man, woman, boy, or girl gets born again, they're putting their faith and their trust in the finished work of Calvary. Preservation was provided at Calvary. I'm glad I couldn't get lost if I wanted to. And last, I thought about this. If you've been to Calvary, number six, there, there will be a, a provided place with a palace. There will be a provided place with a palace. I live in a double wide down here, but this ain't my home. I'm just passing through. Since I've been to Calvary, and my homeland where I'm going to, the place that He provided for me, I've got a palace. John chapter 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. What's a mansion? It's a great old big palace. <laughs> Let me just clear this up right here too. Some of these modern versions, if you read them, or these modern perversions, they'll say in my Father's house are many rooms. Let me just say, I ain't got no room over there. I'm not moving into it. I got my own palace. He says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place. Sound like a provided place to me. Let me read that again. I go to prepare a place for you. Amen. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Because of Calvary. He's preparing a place for you.
Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. I'm, I'm pretty right there. Nobody looking around. Have you been to Calvary? That's the question. Have you been to Calvary? Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior?